Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. So you're looking for a great spot for football Sundays, right? I got the spot for you. Houndstooth Saloon is the place to go. They've got TVs everywhere, plus $6.40s, $5 stadium cups, and $5 bombs. Houndstooth Saloon, 3369 North Clark Street in Chicago. Go to houndstoothchicago.com for more details, and then get the Houndstooth Saloon on Sundays for football. Go Bears! Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. Chase is ready. He prepares himself for when this happens to help his team out. We're very, very lucky to have Chase as our, as our backup quarterback. From the 10, 14 yard difference on the play as they get Cohen into the end zone from Chase Daniel. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Cousins loses the football. WGN's Adam Hogue. Don't get your panties all in a bunch. Ha, you should tweet that. And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. I prefer the term love machine. This guy's hilarious. I'm going to retweet this. The last snap, and we can call this one over. It's a division game at home against a really good football team. We all care about one minor. When you have that, coaches and players that trust each other, you get games like this. Touchdown, Bears! An impressive win indeed for the Chicago Bears here at Soldier Field as they beat the Minnesota Vikings relatively easily, handily, just suffocated Kirk Cousins. Yeah, a statement. Loud, resounding statement. It was. I mean, this is this is what you should do to a divisional. If you're for real, this is what you do to a divisional opponent at home, you you suffocate them. You you control the game from start to finish. That's really what the Bears did today, uh, and they did so without six starters, which is part of the story. Welcome in Hogan Johns, our post game episode after the Bears get a big win. What was the final score? Sixteen six in the end. Yeah, yeah. Not quite that Rams-Bucks game, but it still counts. No, it was very different from that game. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Post-game reaction and more up on WGMRadio.com slash Bears. The Athletic, the Athletic app. You should be subscribing there. If you don't already, that's where you get our exclusive Athletic podcast in the middle of every week. Uh, but this is our regular post-game episode. After another Bears victory, now 3-1, and one, we uh, thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing, and as we always say, please tell a friend, please tell a fellow Bears fan, hey, go follow this podcast, go subscribe, and uh, it always helps us out. So, what'd you think? Wow. 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 I, I, I had my doubts that the Vikings defense, or the Vikings offense, it would be able to run the ball against this Bears defense, but I did not account for 
the loss of an Akeem Hicks, who did not play today because of his knee injury. Yeah. I did not account for Roquan Smith and his personal reasons absence in this game. So you would think things would tilt in the favor of the Vikings and a Dalvin Cook, but he was completely shut down. That offensive line, that Vikings offensive line, that much improved offensive line that we talked about in our other episodes previewing this game, was owned. Completely owned. Eddie Goldman, unsung star, I get that. But Nick Williams, Roy Bot- Robertson Harris, Jonathan Harris, Jonathan Harris. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Harris. Just elevated from the practice squad. Was making plays. Abdul Anderson was in there. Yeah. It's an outstanding yeah. job at the defensive. Nick Kwiatkowski was outstanding today. You know, before the game, I tweeted that, and, and I I couldn't figure out a way to tweet it without it sounding like I was like a dig at Akeem Hicks, which was not at all the point. Nobody talks up Akeem Hicks more than I do. Um, oh, maybe Chris Emma, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I felt like they could stomach the loss of Akeem Hicks because of the depth they have on the defensive line. I was more concerned because if you look at like the way Nick, and this is what I put in that tweet, Nick Williams and Roy Robertson-Harris right now are, are backups that are playing like starters. And could be starters on other NFL teams right now, without a doubt. So Roy Robertson Harris is going to get paid if the Bears do not pay him. He is yes. going to get a nice contract after this year. So I felt like they were fine there, especially when you consider I think Hicks has already been playing through this and gutting his way through that. So, you know, sometimes as good of a player is, a healthier backup can be more beneficial than a hobbled starter, a, a hobbled pro bowler. Okay. Very good. Right? Um, I was more worried about Roquan Smith. And an odd situation, second straight week, we've gotten a late scratch from somebody that was not on the injury report all week. Um, The Bears opting right now to say nothing other than personal reasons. Yeah. And we'll have to see if there's more to the story. If there is, we will, of course, cover it. Yeah, we'll just say right now it's a very curious, fluid situation, and we're working on it. It's, what, 9.48? 8 p.m. here at Soldier Field. So by the time you listen to this, there could be more information out there. Yeah. And there could be an emergency pod for all we, all we know. But uh, just just stay tuned on for that. Stay yeah. tuned on that. Yeah, like John Z said, we're working on it. And uh, by the time you listen to this, you could already know more information. And if there is something there that we need to discuss further, we definitely will. So stay tuned on that. In the meantime, from a football standpoint, I, I was worried about that because I'm like, all right, you lose a big body on the on the the front the top level, um, you know up front on your defense. There's other guys there that could plug the plug the holes and and keep the blockers off the linebackers at the second level. But you know, especially from a coverage standpoint, Nick Wikowski could get exposed a little bit compared to what Roquan Smith can do. He doesn't yeah. have the same physical gifts. We know that. We also know he's a really smart player. Yes. And he's been in this defense for a while and he and he knows he knows where to be. Are there certain matchups where he can't, you know, always win? Yeah. Sure. Nick Wikowski was freaking outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. A, a quick note on this, you know, you you see like one reason I, I don't want to say too much, but so to see Chuck Pagano plan for this game. You saw Dion Bush come out there. Six uh, defensive backs for some looks. You saw Kevin Pierre-Lewis replace uh, Nick Kwiatkowski on some on some downs. So you could tell that the Bears were preparing for some type of Roquan Smith situation, in, in a sense. There, there, so something's going on there. We, we, we just... 
We'll see what happens. You're saying like they were way too prepared for it. Yes, yes. Okay. You know, like it just doesn't seem to. They had some nice plan B's and C's out there. Got it. You okay. know what I'm saying? All right. But, but Nick Wachowski also looked very prepared for this game. To see him blow up that screen, to see him absolutely. I, I think the highlight of his night is actually a play that won't even show up on the stat sheet, is when he buried Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. on that bull rush pass rush that he had. That is... Well, that's the one where Nick's, Nick Williams got the sack, Got the right? sack because he yeah. stepped up because Kirk Cousins... Basically, Kirk Cousins' leg got hit uh-huh. by Dalvin Cook because he's on his back because Nick Wachowski steps up. Nick Williams is right there. Nick Williams was triple teamed on that play, yes. by the way. And Quickowski. Nick, Nick Williams. Yeah, I know. And Quickowski. Williams, you know, look, he's not going to beat three guys. So he's eating up those three blocks. Yeah. He kind of takes a step back, patiently waits, and then... Boom. Based on what Kukowski did, Cousins comes right to him and he finishes the play. Yes. Boom. That's Just team impressive. defense right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And that followed after he did the old Ole swim move past Dalvin Cook to get in there on a... I don't think he got the sack, but he helped create the pressure. Right. Oh, that was the sack. I can't remember because he, he was in the backfield a lot. He, we, we there always, was a sack. How yes. about this? How about this? Okay. I talked to Nick Quickowski oh, good for you. in the locker room. All right. It's a short conversation, okay. but we talked about those two plays uh, and just you know having to step up on short notice here. Uh, here's that conversation with Nick Quickowski. What was today like for you? Because it seemed like, at least from our perspective, it all happened kind of last minute mm-hmm. and you being ready to go and fill in. Um, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, I've been here long enough where you got to be ready for anything. Um, I mean, not only myself, but you know, everyone's kind of prepares each and every day like, throughout the week just just to play. So I mean, it kind of shows how well I mean as a defense, entire defense as an offense, because they had some guys had to step up too. Just how well we prepare, no matter what our role is, because uh, I mean, injuries happen, things happen where you can be thrown at any time. So that's kind of a next man up mentality. You gotta keep it rolling. At what point today were you aware that your your load might be bigger than past weeks? Um, kind of when you guys found out this morning. It was yeah. Getting in there, obviously had a big impact. Great game. What was the, what was it like being out there? Because you weren't the only one that had to fill into. There was a mm-hmm. lot of guys all over the place, and yet it seemed like the chemistry on defense was where it always is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of goes. I mean, hand in hand, what I said, it's the preparation, um, and you know, just guys out there having fun, um, kind of playing off each other, getting the energy they were making plays. I mean, it all kind of ties together. What? Uh, let's see. You had a sack today. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. And then I think you forced another one, or at least it led to uh, Nick Williams. Second sack, all right? Can you take me through those those couple plays? Um, yeah, the first one, the sack, uh, it's the running back kind of set up, tried to lunge, got him there. And I knew the second one. I mean, he was gonna kind of wait on it, so I just tried to run through him. All right, thanks, man. Good no game. problem. Yeah. Thank you. All right, so you hear you hear him discuss those those two plays that we were talking about. Um, I also found it interesting though in there when I asked him like when he found out that he was essentially starting. And he, his answer was basically when you guys did. So it still seemed like, obviously, from a defensive standpoint, and this speaks to the coaching. And by the way, uh, you know what happened to the whole Vic Fangio's gun regression? Yeah, because Chuck Pagano seems to know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, All right. Jimmy's and Joe's guys, their pre- X's and O's. Like you said, they seem prepared for the situation, but it still sounds like this was short notice for Nick Wikowski. Yes. In, in, in understanding that, oh, I'm not just the backup today. I gotta play a ton. I gotta play nearly the entire game. Yeah, yeah. I we, the stamp counts don't come out until the morning, but just just an outstanding performance. And 
Look, I, I kind of shared this sentiment on, on Twitter. I, I feel like it's it's been shared a lot on Twitter that you know Nick Kwiatkowski, 25, 30 years ago, would have been an All Pro linebacker. Just he seems built for that that era. Good against the run, physical in the hole, great at taking on blocks, all that stuff. He he has that type of quality, and he and, and as Dalvin Cook has learned. You know, he, he packs a wallop, even though if he, he's not trying to tackle you. So there, there's a lot of good things that Nick Wachowski can do. And you're right, the coverage seems to be a problem. We saw that last year, especially in week one against the Packers. But he's not a bad player in terms of reserves, because, guys, reserves are never as good as your starter. Right. There, there's a reason why they're the backups. But for as far as reserves go, for a guy to have that much starting experience and that much talent, it's pretty darn good for the Bears. Hey, He's in his fourth year. His rookie contract's up. That's another. I mean, if I'm a, you know, pro pro scout watching tape on this game, and I see that dude running around there, who's going to hit free agency? Right, right. You know, that's a that's the kind of guy that goes from uh, fourth round pick reserve through his first four years to oh, he gets paid. Yeah, a nice three year, fifteen million dollar contract. You know, something like that. So uh, good for Nick, and uh, really a great job in stepping up. And Kevin Pierre Lewis, who's more of a veteran. Um, but he came in and showed, too, like what we talked about in the preseason, that he's a guy you can rely on if you need him to be on the field. Right, right. And I thought he showed that, too. Just one more comment on Kwiatkowski. I just got this on Twitter from What in the Bear Nation. Nice nice name. Um, Quit played great today. He has been a liability most other times he has played, though. Thankful they came away with the W today. I, I feel like we've seen... I know what he's saying, but I feel like we've seen Kwiatkowski... I, I want to say that... The 49ers game in the snow a couple years ago against Colin Kaepernick. Do you remember that game? Like he was very good in that game. Like we, we've seen flashes of him making yeah. great plays before. So this isn't just like a one-hit wonder. If you go back a couple years, you know, obviously took a back seat to Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan last year, but the year before that. Like, he made f- some splash plays. The Bears have always been kind of high on him. They needed more coverage ability, but they've but we've seen some highlight reel plays from him before. There's, there's another guy I want to give a, a shout-out to as well, and he's a coach. But I don't think he gets talked about enough. And I said this on our post-game show after on WGN2 today. But Jay Rogers is the, the one coach that was uh, already on staff in his current position that they kept. Sean Desai was here, too. He got got promoted. He got promoted. But Jay Rogers was the one position coach that stayed here after Vic Fangio left. And a big reason of that is because of the work he's done with these dudes. Okay. Now, Eddie Goldman was a second-round pick. But... You know, some of these other guys like Roy Robertson Harris, who changed positions, put on a lot of weight. Um, when you see like what Bilal Nichols did last year as a rookie and what he was doing before he hurt his hand, Akeem Hicks getting here, being put in the right scheme, and then blossoming, all these guys will tell you that Jay Rogers has a lot yeah. to do with this. And now when I see with Nick Williams, who's a fifth year pro, and he's playing like he did today. A beast out there when Akeem Hicks isn't out. I mean, Jay Rogers is an underrated part of this organization right now and does a tremendous job. And I would think he has to be among the best at his job in the NFL right now. Yeah, I don't know if he's got defensive coordinator 
material. We've seen guys with pretty nondescript personalities. See, he has that. He's not a rah-rah guy. You know, did you see that video of Club Dub last week in Washington? <laughs> yeah, he's and, and the it, one guy that's just standing there. He kind of pans, and he's just they're standing there, yeah. very straight-faced, and he kind of like disappears. You go back, he's gone. That was Jay Rogers, the guy yes. with the big beard. That was Jay Rogers. So he's got a little Vic Fangio in him. Uh, I think him and Vic Fangio really connected just in terms of coaching styles and other yeah, things yeah, they want yeah, to do sure. up front. So he's got those influences. I don't know if he's a, a coordinator candidate, but again, this type of play continues. Opportunities seem to open up for guys like him. Yeah, I don't know that either, but some guys are just really, really good at coaching a certain position. You see yeah. a lot of offensive line coaches like that, like Rick Dennison from the Vikings, who's been with Gary Kubiak forever, you know? It, it, some of these guys just are really good, and they make they get paid well for being good at their position in, in coaching. So, um, anyway, he just – Jay Rogers deserves credit for – what's going on right now in this D-line when you um, can be without two of your three starters and the guys that come in, like you said, Abdullah Anderson and Jonathan Harris, who just came out the practice yeah. squad, like they come in and they don't look lost. Right. That's pretty impressive. You, you, they don't come in. Like they come in, you don't see a Dalvin Cook breaking off a long right. run. Yeah. Like this, this was an impressive performance across the board up front in the trenches. Um, There's... Another first-round draft pick the Bears were without today. Yeah. that uh, I can't believe it's taken this long to I get know. to him. Well, I think that that shows you how big of a, you know, how noteworthy what the defense did today was. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable what they did. But, yeah, your starting quarterback got hurt. Oh, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot about you, Mitch. Sorry. <laughs> um, It's kind of weird. Like, you did kind of, you almost kind of did forget that he, it wasn't the big crisis that sometimes it is when your starter goes down in the middle of the game. Chase Daniel, I want to be careful here, like, talking about Chase Daniel without sounding like I'm bashing Mitch Trubisky. But Chase came in, and wasn't there just a different feeling, like, confidence? I I would call it a sureness. Yes, he was comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comfortable running the offense, comfortable in what he was seeing. He looked poised in the pocket. He seemed to know where guys were going to be breaking open. Really, really impressive. Yeah. Uh, especially in the first half. I don't know if the offense was, you know, as in sync in the second. And they only put up 16 points. I was going to so, say, so let's not get they scored away. one touchdown, yeah, and yeah. it happened to be on the drive. Mitch got hurt. So. You got to keep in mind the defense on the field is going. Oh wait, who's this guy that we didn't prepare for all week? Yeah, yeah. that is a real thing. Yes, yes, and that may have worked to the Bears' benefit on that drive where they scored a touchdown. Right, right. So he was in rhythm. Yeah. He was good. His numbers were were good. He was yeah. efficient. He was passer rating over a hundred. Yeah, he, wasn't he, that? Wait, did you set your bold prediction at one hundred five? Yeah, what did he get for Trubisky? Um, Chase just under one hundred one. I would have given it to you. Yeah, if yeah. it was. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my uh, Trey Burton touchdown deal didn't work out. Did he even have a catch? He had one, two. He had two for sixteen. Okay, yards. Anthony Miller had two catches today too. So you, you saw the ball spread around. He had that one shot to to Allen Robinson, which look, I I feel like Trubisky has actually had that throw before um, uh, on that play. It's it's important not to get too carried away, but I I feel like he'll bring a little stability at a time where this offense may need it. Mm-hmm. And we can't forget that the, the offensive line looks significantly better today than it has really uh, the entire season. 
I will say from a pass protection standpoint. Yes, the run game is still a question. I mean, David Montgomery gets 21 rushing attempts and only 53 yards. Yes. This is 2.5 average. This is not good enough. So from a I, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So from a pass protection standpoint, because there were some plays where, where actually Daniel was under the rest a bit, but it wasn't as noticeably alarming as it was the first three weeks. I thought, again, without going back and watching the tape too closely, I thought Ted Larson actually played better than Kyle Long has. Then he got hurt so far this season. Hey, Rashad Coward in at right guard. And I asked Nagy after the game, like, has Coward even really practiced at guard? And he said a little bit more so last year. When he's making his transition to the offensive line. Yeah. I can't remember a single I don't remember practice. At least it's been open fully to the media where we've seen that. But did you notice his first snap in there? He had the pull. Yeah. And he made his block. Yeah. Literally, yeah. first snap out yeah. there. Well, he's an athlete. That's why they like him. He, and, he's a big guy who's swift pulls, on his feet. Yeah, And he opens up a huge hole. Yeah, I'm like, maybe this is his position. Because I haven't thought, <laughs> I, I really haven't, I didn't think he looked that good at tackle in the preseason true. when he was out there. It's true. Before yeah. he, got, yeah. he did get yeah. hurt. I mean, but. we thought Cornelius Lucas actually had a bad preseason, but he held on his own against Ryan Kerrigan last week. So That's true. There is some Harry Seastan magic, magic <laughs> being uh, sprinkled on these guys. All right. Well, you have a good running back back there. So, Sprinkle your magic and open up some holes yeah. so you can get more than the 2.5 yards per carry yeah. average because that's not going to cut it. Um, as far as what we know about Mitch, it's not a lot. What I will say, though, is Nagy, of course, got asked multiple questions about this and finally was asked, do you think it's season- it could be season-ending? And he said, I don't think so. And then he said, I'm as anxious, too, to find out about next week. I thought it was notable that he even brought up next week. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but like, you know, usually after games, you have a pretty decent vibe of how serious an injury is. Yeah. And the fact that he even brought up next week says that it's not like there's some major uh, diagnosis that was going on. Right. It's not his throwing shoulder, which is huge. Yes. It's not like last year where he he slid against the Vikings of all teams, uh, got knocked by Harrison Smith, and his shoulder got out of whack a little bit. So the the film, the pictures of that, it, it not does look not look good for that right shoulder or that left shoulder no. for for Trubisky. But I wrote this in my column. It, this comes at a pretty fortunate point in, in the Bears' schedule. Sure, so compared you, to what it looks yeah, like down the road. Yeah. So you got the Raiders. You should be able to handle them without a Trubisky, like like a skilled back version or whatever. What you want what to run with Chase today. Tango. Yes, yes. This could work. Because your defense is so darn good. Then you got your bye week, and you got the Saints, but the Saints don't have Drew Brees right now. So mm-hmm. even they're a bit susceptible. Their defense isn't what we thought it would be either. So there's, if you had to pick three weeks to have an absence, this doesn't seem as bad as when you got the Chargers, the Eagles, the, <laughs> the Rams, yeah. and the Chiefs up after them. You know what I found interesting is... Um, I think what the game plan was with Chase Daniel was going to be the same game plan with Mitch. No, that's fine. I know. Yeah. I know. Nagy said no, that. Espe- especially game. in that first drive, the touchdown. Those are scripted plays. Yeah, but I'm talking. So they did a lot more no huddle again, and they yeah. kept that going with Chase. Um, where it almost looks like it's a college spread offense. They're looking towards the sideline, you know, for changes and things like that. Dude, I don't. I don't look at that all like a negative. Yeah. If that's working, do it. Get all the help you can from your coaches. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. But even when Mitch was in there, and I know it was only six plays, but did you notice the whole entire game from start to finish? 
they bled that play clock down. Yeah. The Bears were determined in this game to have control of the football. Yeah. We're keeping the ball away from the Vikings and that rushing attack. We're going to hold on to it. They did just enough to move the chains. Um, the, the, it's a good observation. The um, time of possession ended up being only 35 to 24, 35 and a half to 24 and a half. Go to the first half, though. But yeah, I was, was going to say, yeah, yeah. I tweeted it out at some point, and it was 27 to. Like twelve and a half or something. Yeah, like yeah. Because you, you, you had that late touchdown drive in, in semi garbage time. Well, the Vikings, Vikings had the ball for most of the fourth quarter. Yeah, but the first three quarters, all Bears. They had the ball for double the amount of time the Vikings did. Which we don't talk about time and possession too much in the NFL, like we do in college football, where it can really be a you know a thing. But in the NFL, these teams are mostly equal enough, and yeah not running two gimmicky offenses. Time of possession tends to be pretty equal. I only will note that if it's a big disparity. And today it was. What the Bears were doing worked. And I think they would have done it even if Trubisky had been out there. Yeah, yeah. No, especially, the, again, the first drive, the touchdown drive, those were scripted, at least partially scripted. Uh, there'll, there'll be some adjustments. Like Trubisky, like throwing in the run, I think appears to be a problem for like sprint outs and stuff seem to be a problem for Chase Daniel. I mean, there's a reason. I, I, I get Chicago is going to go crazy for Chase Daniel tomorrow. I, I don't want to be on Twitter tomorrow, even here. Oh, yeah, it's uh, all of the cars. We're yeah, already oh, yeah. entering. Everybody's in love with the backup Josh quarterback. Josh McCown. Oh, gosh. Shea you know, Cutler territory. You know, we, we've, we've been there before. Um, but there's a reason why like his next start in London is going to be the fifth start of his 11-year career. So mm-hmm. let's not get too carried away. Again, serviceable, effective backup quarterback who knows Nagy really well. It's great for your starter. We'll see what he can do with, with another week of practice and you know a team that actually will scout him as opposed to Trubisky. Let's let's hear from Chase Daniel. Uh, I liked a lot of what he had to say after the game, including you know his mindset of coming in in that moment and having to play the whole game. Here's uh, here's Chase Daniel after the Bears beat the Vikings. What's up, guys? <laughs> Chase, how, how did you feel? You know, going through it. Um, what did you do to kind of take what the defense gave you all day? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I've. Uh... I've said it before. I've been in the league a long time. Um, don't want to show my age too much, but um, out there, when you get your opportunities, you never really know when they're going to come as a backup quarterback. So my mindset's always just be ready, be ready. And and uh, it was crazy because it, it felt like Mitch's injury was happening in slow motion. He was literally right across from me, maybe five yards. And at first, I thought it was a concussion because he tried to get up down try to get up again fell down so I'm like oh man like all right I'm at least gonna have to go in I'm gonna have some time to warm up I didn't see the defensive holding penalty so I went over to start throwing and they're you know yelling get in get in again so um just try to just stay calm and cool and I've been in the situation before you know the two starts last year really helped me just um, with communication, especially with offensive line. We're doing a bunch of no-huddle stuff. Um, so it, it felt good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in the second part of your you know question with the defense, they're – they're really good. I mean, they're really good at all 11 positions. Um, they were playing us in a bunch of too high shell coverage, daring us to, to run the football. And we, we didn't get away from it. We we didn't do exactly what we wanted in the run game. But um, you got to pick and choose when to take your shots against that defense. Um, I think we were 
you know, 31% on third down. Really should have been 43%. I missed two easy throws on third and two. Um, the sprint out to the left, Anthony Miller, and and the throw to the to the running back, David Montgomery. Um, so that put us at 43% against the top defense in the NFL. So uh, it was good. There's some there's some things we got to fix, but overall, thought it was pretty clean. Chase, you you guys are always talking about preparing for this scenario when you have to yeah. come in. This ends up being like the whole game. I mean, it's essentially a start. Um, what's what do you what are you telling yourself in that moment? Like when you're going in, to calm yourself down, know that you got to process everything because that that ended up being the only touchdown drive in the game. Yeah, um, like I said, that goes back to them being a the hell of a defense. I mean, they are they're really good. But um, yeah, I you know I didn't really have to tell myself to calm down. I was I was pretty I was pretty calm. I, I woke up. I felt good at my pregame meal. I, I personally love these three o'clock starts because you know you get to sleep in a little bit, get in your game book, get in your game plan, review an extra bit, get up. So I, I felt great. Mitch felt great, and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you really never know when it's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I just I wanted to go out there um, and just act as as confident as possible because I felt confident and I felt confident in the huddle. I've been in with those guys before in the huddle, and, and I think they felt the confidence from me, and, and we were able to go out and, you know, for the most part, move the ball. We put some drives together, I think, over 32 minutes of time of possession. Um, and, uh, you know, it worked out in the end. Was there any anxiety? I mean, you No. I mean, it, it, you know, you uh, you think I'm lying, but there really wasn't. It just it just felt like a practice. It felt like I was on scout team um, playing. And, and that's maybe, you know, I've really worked a lot on my mindset over the past year or so and, and I think you know I'm, I still go back to, to last year those two starts with our offensive linemen and our and getting in the huddle with those guys that made me feel confident they made me feel confident I thought our offensive line played really well would you say you had a good preseason or how would you describe because that's the last time people kind of saw you I honestly don't remember preseason all I remember is this last game in some ways does the last year when you're thrown into the fire I believe it was on a short week before you're getting ready for that first start yeah you think about that at all, or does that help in this moment? Because again, it's kind of just drop of the diamond here and there. Life of a backup quarterback, right? I mean, you just you really never know. Um, yeah, that was a crazy situation. Shorter, shortest week ever in NFL history, going from a Sunday night game to a Thursday like 11 a.m. start, and we're traveling, so no reps at all. Full live reps with our receivers. So uh, I got I got quite a bit of reps with our receivers during training camp. Felt good. It's early in the year. It's not late in the year like it was. So yeah, I mean, listen, I, I've been in this, this offense for a long time, uh, and, and Coach Nagy knows what I like and we sort of got toward that we sort of did some no huddle kept them off balance off tempo still ran the football even though it's a really good run defense um, and, and that was one of those games it's a rough it's tough it's rainy it's a division game you're at home you got to be able to pound the rock especially with the way our defense was playing I mean that's one of the most to me I've been in the league 11 years that's one of the most dominant performance I've ever seen of any defense. I mean, that I, I seriously, you know, they came in wanting to run the football. They, they got 30 yards rushing, 40 yards rushing, six sacks, turnovers, <clears throat> uh, special teams. I mean, it was a whole three-core game, which was awesome. Chase, the touchdown to Tariq. Um, on the touchdown to Tariq, um, assuming that that's an option round for him, yeah. how smoothly are you in sync with him on that cut? Yeah, um, listen, that's one of our staple plays in this entire offense, and that goes back to our Kansas City days. So, um, Reek's probably one of the best in the league at running that. It was an option route. We got the exact coverage we thought we'd get, uh, and it was a great call. It was timely. Everyone did their jobs up front, had a good pocket, and uh, we just, you know, that's something I told myself, just play within the offense. Don't try to be Superman out there against a defense like this. Just do what you're told to do and and I just I felt like I saw stuff really well the whole game.
Chase, how much confidence do you get from your defense? You don't, you don't necessarily have the perfect defense. Yeah. You've got them. Yeah, I was loving it. I was loving it. I mean, I, I as a scout team quarterback, so I, I go against our ones during the entire week. So I, I always tell them I'm not going to go against the better defense at all if I have to play. So they're getting me ready for this game. It was a tough week of practice against them. There wasn't a lot of completions out there, so I knew they were going to play well. But absolutely, when, when, when they're getting stuffed and we're getting sacks and we're getting sack fumbles and turnovers, um, it definitely gives us confidence that, hey, we're going to have a short field to work with. Get a couple first downs, and, and we'll see what happens. Jeez, what is it like for a backup when not only you play well, but you see other backups playing well the way they need to do? Yeah, that's what I told everyone in there. Just the resiliency of, of this team. Um, you really never know when your opportunity is going to come at any position. But we had so many guys step up on such short notice. Um, I mean, we had some some pro bowlers out. You know, your starting quarterback goes down. You know, your one of your best D linemen goes down. Akeem Hicks, Roquan. I mean, I could just go on and on. Ted Larson in the game. You know, and 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 Rashad was just able to come in and, and didn't blink. And I think that says a lot to them as players. Players, but also says a lot about our coaching staff and how they're able to get guys ready at, at, at moments notice. Chase, you went to Allen Robson a bunch early. How important is within your offense is it sort of for the rhythm to get him involved early and often? Very, very good. I mean, he uh, we, we should have got him involved a little a little later. That that's on me. Um, but you know, as the game went on, you, it was more of a conservative plan because the way our defense was playing. But yeah, he's 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 unbelievable. I mean, just the separation he was able to get. I mean, we had a really long one down the left sideline that you know. I, I didn't watch the replay, but I was sure would have liked to have that back. But just seeing it from my view, it was, a, it was an amazing route. And he's just so aggressive with the football. You can trust him. Uh, it's it's his football or nobody's. Um, and so I have a lot of trust in him. And I have a lot of time on task with him, too. Thanks, guys. All right. So he, here's something that I was discussing with Jared Payton as we were waiting for the locker room to open after the game. All right. Because... Going back to what we were talking about earlier, there's going to be a cry for Chase Daniel just to be the quarterback. And that's fine. I think Chase Daniel, as he showed today, can win you games with this defense. You know, as I always put it, he's a win-with quarterback. And he might be a better win-with quarterback than Trubisky right now. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he seems comfortable out there. I think he's just a stabilizing. Sorry to interrupt. Like, he like he's a stabilizing presence for an offense. It just seemed to be in in flux for a right. bit. Right. But and there's a big but here. Yeah. If the Bears are serious about winning the Super Bowl, they still need the they still need the win because of guys sometimes. Yes. At least sometimes. And I'm not convinced, even after what I saw today from Chase Daniel, that he's going to be that guy. You know, if he had to, if this if this happened to a throwing shoulder, Mitch's throwing shoulder, and he was ruled out for the season tomorrow, which is probably what would have happened, yeah. if it had been a throwing shoulder, then would you still feel that great about Chase Daniel the rest of the year? I don't know about that. You yeah. know, I I mean, I could they win the division still? Could they make the playoffs? Could they win a game or two in the playoffs? Sure, but you, you don't want a lengthy absence. I still think yeah. that this season, if we go back to like our preseason expectations, the Super Bowl, which if people remember, was what we were talking about, yeah. and one of the two of us predicted. <laughs> Dude, your thirteen and three record still mathematically possible. Hey, they could be four and one yeah. going to the bye, which yeah. is what I thought they would. Yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. Still stands. Um. But that idea of them winning the Super Bowl still hinged on Mitch Trubisky taking that jump. Yeah. Okay. 
And so I still think for that to happen, I don't know you can do – all due respect to Chase, who's a really good backup and a really good – you know, he showed today now. He's now 2-1 and one filling in games the last yeah. two years. And they should have won that other one that they lost in New York. I don't know that he's taking you to the Super Bowl. I don't think Mitch, though, at this point, and what he showed you is taking you to the Super Bowl. My point is, for that to happen, I still think Mitch needs to get back in there and take that next step. So it, just keep that in mind as you your brain starts to wander, and I'm talking to our listeners now, into should Chase Daniel be the starter? Yeah. So to, like, even know, to, to bring in like, like the Mitch arguments to, to Chase's performance, I mean, there were some inaccurate throws where his guys made catches yeah. for him today. And yeah. he missed a big throw. I've written down here a third and two. He had seventeen wide open. Missed him. Yep. Um, I'm always hesitant about that because sometimes, especially with seventeen, it seems like maybe he's not in the right spot. But I yes. think on that one, he. Was, I, I think yeah, yeah. Based off Daniel's reaction, I, I think he thought he should have had that one. Yeah. I think he also missed. Uh, who was it here on our sideline? The Vikings sideline. David Montgomery. Uh, on one oh, as yeah. well, yeah. So I did Adam Shaheen. Not, he made a pretty impressive catch too, he like did. sliding. Yeah, Javon Wims down the field, back shoulder like throw that was um, contested a bit. So guys made plays. Some throws were missed. So if we're gonna bring like the Mr. Trubisky overanalyzation to, to sure. Chase Daniel, you know there was some of that today too. But the, the ball was moved. The Bears did win. Uh, I, I like that they stuck with the run. I, I really do. I, I feel like there's going to be a big breakout game for David Montgomery coming up. I, I really do. Maybe it is the Raiders. Maybe. You know, Maybe. keep those guys moving forward. I don't know what's going on with Kyle Long. Again, that's pretty alarming as well. But overall, to beat the Vikings the way they did, the Bears should feel really good about themselves. I think so. I think this was a... Um I go back to like this was just a, a feel good, impressive win with yes. all the circumstances. You got six starters out, um, you know, including Kyle Long, including Taylor Gabriel, including your starting quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you know, in my mind, a guy who's a, an All Pro type player and Akeem Hicks on the other side of the football, and then you know your your stud inside linebacker in his second year is a late scratch. I mean, all of that pointing to like I wasn't feeling good about my. Bears winning prediction when I made it last yeah. week. I was feeling less confident about it, even more so when the injuries all came out before the game. And the Bears, just from start to finish, were the better team. Very impressive. Very impressive win. This this gets back to what I was talking about. You cannot fall to 0-2 at home against your division. They came out and they just beat the Vikings' ass for yeah. 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... The first possession of the second half. That's when you knew the Bears just really had them by the throat, mm-hmm. right? This this is the time where you're going to press. You know, you got Chase Daniel in. You know, hey, we're a Super Bowl contender. We're the Vikings. You know, we're pretty darn good or two. Khalil freaking Mack comes in. Sack, strip. He did it right this time. Yeah. Sack, strip, fumble. <laughs> Bears ball. Not the strip sack. Strip sack. It's a different thing. Or the sack strip. No, the sack strip's the bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's hear what the head coach, Matt Nagy, had to say about his team's performance today. And I was really interested in what his mood was going to be like. You know, you got the Roquan Smith thing going on. You got the Mitch Trubisky injury. Sometimes a head coach, even after a win like this, you can kind of base some things off their mood. 
I didn't really read a whole lot into it. I, I think it was, he was pretty pumped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah thought, play it, play it. So yeah. here he is. Again, I, I haven't found out a whole lot other than, than it's his uh, shoulder. So we'll, uh, you know, I'll know, I'll know more here probably the next day or two. Hopefully day, but we'll see how that how all that goes. But it's unfortunate. Was it dislocated? I, I, again, I don't know any info on all that. How much did the game plan change with Chase if it did at all? No, no, we just keep we just keep rolling. Zero changed, nothing, and that's the beauty of of having a guy like Chase. I mean, th- th- this Chase and I we go way back, and he he again he's like a coach out there, and so he understands. Um, you know, hey, he, Mitch got hurt. There was zero look. I mean, he was he was ready. He prepares himself every single day, um, and, and it's never different. It's always the same for that for, for when this happens to help his team out, and so. Uh, we're very, very lucky to have Chase as our, as our backup quarterback. Matt, you're just constantly optimistic. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that a day when everything seems to be going wrong and you win. Is this one of your favorite games you've coached here? It's, it's, uh, I was just asked that earlier. It's definitely, for sure, top three, top four for me. Um, we just, uh, uh, number one, it's a division game at home against a really good football team. That's number one. Uh, here we are four games into the season, and you start out 0-1, and there's a little bit of, oh, you know, what's going on. And our guys, though, they, they just stick together. No, no one, they, everyone cares about each other in this, in this uh, at Hallis Hall. We all care about one another. And, um, you know, when you have that between coaches and players that trust each other, you get games like this. And, and so, you know, there are times, man, when, when you know, things happen and they, you feel like, man, okay, I'm going to feel sorry for myself. No, that's, that's not how I work, and I hope that it permeates into our building. And, and um, you know, I don't know if it does or not. What did you learn about the team then today through all of this? Just that uh, it, it doesn't, you know, for us, uh, what I learned is that they, they listened to kind of how we um, – talked about positivity and how we talked about uh, having resolve and how we talked about the importance of this game but they they did it you know they didn't just it wasn't one of those deals where they have a good week of practice and then they come out in the game they lay an egg they didn't do that they came out from the very beginning with the help of the fans by the way who were awesome who were out there just like getting that defense going again I can't stress enough how awesome that is to have that and and so you have that offensively to start the game uh you lose your quarterback but then I don't know how many plays it was it felt like a lot but there was time of possession that was chewed up which is complimentary to our defense you play a little field position you get some points you play smart and then you come out with a win and so um the the coaches in there and the and the players in there they all stuck together and this is a big one Matt, how much of a relief is that to sort of have a guy like Alan Robinson who doesn't really miss a beat when the quarterback goes out like that? Well, that one, that's a for, – for Allen, I mean, uh, he had another big catch that was called back. But th- this guy, uh, he, he, just, he does everything that you ask him to do. You, all, you know you can go to him at any point in time. Comes to practice every day, the meetings, everything. He, he's just a he's – what, he's what you look for in a, in a – just an unbelievable teammate and player and, and somebody you want to coach. So I could go on and on and on about him, and he doesn't say – anything he he doesn't even care about any of that but he certainly is a huge part of us winning yeah surprise can you whatever you can explain yeah it's 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 i'm going to leave it it's completely a personal matter and i'm just going to completely leave it at that is there anything long term beyond this week or was it just again it's it's i i'm going to try to just say again it's personal and i'm just leaving it at that right no drop off at all. What does that say about the defense and how much of a luxury does it give you that 
Yeah, we, we uh, uh, the, the luxury is that, uh, again, these guys understand, they prepare, they, they know that, that when, they're, when they're a backup, they still practice and prepare right during the week like they're, like they're playing so that when the time does come that they have to play, they're, they're ready. I mean, we were, we were missing six starters today, three on offense and three on defense. And so, um, again, that's why this win for, for me selfishly is a good one. And I just... Um, you know, I'm going to enjoy it tonight and appreciate it and think through. I mean, the list of names here, Kwiatkowski, Chase, Nick Williams, Rashard Coward, McManus on special teams, Pat O'Donnell, I have here A-Rob too. I mean, and Khalil goes every – I mean, Floyd, I could go on and on with the defense, but there's a lot of guys. I couldn't even give a game ball today because it wasn't fair to the other to the other backups that came in. No, again, I, I don't know the exact details of it other than – sh- I should know. I'm hoping I know here in the next 24, 48 hours. Your coach, how, how do you balance the uncertainty surrounding his status with the satisfaction of seeing how well his backup played? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, that's why Chase is here. It's exactly why he's here. So we'll, we'll prepare um, for both guys, and we'll, we'll know. I'll know more. I mean, the, again, our, our game plan is is not going to change a whole lot. Um, we'll, we'll if, if Chase is the guy, we're going to do things that Chase does well. We're going to try to do that. If it's Mitch, then we'll continue to keep doing things with him. So I, I never, I'll never um, get to a point where I'm, I'm, you know, frozen because I don't know what to do. This is we'll just keep growing. We're still, again, we're still not anywhere close to where we want to be offensively but we're, we're the arrow is still up we're getting slowly better and I'm confident in our guys that we just keep growing in this thing so did you make of the rhythm today and the way Chase operated yeah the, I thought the rhythm was really good in the first half the second half you know they, we had we had several three and outs and then the fourth quarter was more again of that this was that game where I'm okay run 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 chew up time play field position I'm t- so the fourth quarter to me is a yeah you can't I mean do, do what you want with that but the third quarter I thought we could have been a little bit better in the third quarter coming out and getting longer drives we didn't really do that but I was really happy and pleased with the first half on how we got started you talked last week about how that Vikings game here last year was a turning point Mm -hmm. is there any way to tell what this game means just the way you know some of these backups rallied the fact that it was a divisional home game the fact that you're coming out in the first quarter of the season I don't think it again if, if it was flipped here and you were a quarter through the season and you were one and three um, you know you still have to keep grinding every day and you still have to stay positive there's a lot of football left but the nice thing is that we're showing right now that it's a totally different year already from last year as far as just who you're playing and then some injuries and things going on so um, and what, I'm going to always go back to the culture of this place we got good people we got high character people. We got hard workers. We got people that don't flinch when adversity strikes. Now you kind of challenged your offensive line this week. Get a backup in there. Mm-hmm. Backup. How did you feel like they responded? To um, I, I didn't. I didn't. I got to watch it. I hate judging on, on not seeing it yet, but I felt like, my gut felt like that they did a good job uh, stepping up. That's a that's a really, really good front that you're playing there with some linebackers that fly around. I never felt like um, you know, there's some things that they do on defense that, that might, with some of this RPO stuff that, again, might take away the run so you're throwing and then that that's fine, but overall I didn't feel like, there was a couple um, one-on-one battles that were lost um, but but other that, that's going to happen, but overall I felt better. I just got to watch it on tape. How much has Coward even practiced at guard? Um, 
not 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 a whole lot you know not a whole lot but he's he uh he he did some last year and i think that's a a benefit of rashard is that he he can he's kind of that swing guy he can play a lot of different positions so this kid was playing defensive line two years ago what are your thoughts specifically on trubisky the player he seemed like he was building towards something and maybe this was a chance to keep it going now that's lost six plays in right yeah it that that part's frustrating because he he had a really good week of practice and every week he's just so excited to get back at it and just really get this thing going and um and so it's you know it happens early on and now now here he is he's out but he he's he's able to he's out of the game and now he's he's he knows that we got to just see where it's at and um i just i i i want the kid to do really well and what how, how many plays was it six so that's i'm sure that part's frustrating but again he'll, he's in there and support, very supportive of the guys and we'll just have to see exactly where it's at he's back out there pretty quick how was he on the sideline he was good i mean i didn't see him a whole lot in the second half but i i saw him in there smiling around in the locker room and clubbed up so that's always a good thing you don't have any indication that it would be a season ending injury i i don't i again i don't have i'll i'll find out i don't think so but i'll i'll find out here i i uh um I'm excited. I'm I'm anxious to find out too, as far as what's going on for next week. Man, how confident were you in going to Eddie consistently uh, today's game? Yeah, uh, which Eddie? Because we have like 17 Eddies on this team. Panera? Yeah. Uh, um, no, I'm 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 totally confident. I mean, I I uh, I didn't think it made sense at the end of the game there to kick a field goal and have a potential of anything getting blocked, and so we just ran it on fourth down. But he's in he's in a good place now. The kids the kids battling through his knee right now, and he's he's there's no excuse. He's making feel, what was he three for three today and an extra point. Um, so let's just keep that thing going. It's it's a good story. We want to keep that good story rolling. Man, you guys are playing next man up on the defensive line. Had the league's leading rusher today. Held him in check all game long. What can you say about that group and the ability? to get guys into those positions. Yeah, they fall. I mean, they, you, anytime you take a team that averages 193 yards on, on in rush yards per game um, and you, you have, you know, 40 or 50 yards rushing um, and you hold that, that, that running back who's a really good running back to, to that minimal amount of yards, you're doing something right. And those guys, they stepped up. They, they wanted it. They, it was a challenge to them. And, uh, and then, again, our coaches put those guys in great positions. So they all de- these are the fun ones. They all deserve credit. Thanks, guys. Good. All right. All right, there's the head coach, Matt Nagy. And... Um, you know, I guess we're just going to have to wait for more information on some of this stuff, especially Trubisky's injury. Again, I based on what I thought he said in there, does not sound to be like Well, I don't think so, just in terms of he's, – he's been pretty forthright. With, with, I, I would yeah. categorize it as a week-to-week, not month-to-month. Correct. Uh, yeah. Good way That's to put how it. I yeah. put it. Yeah. Um, maybe small chance of even play in London. I would think with the bye week coming up after that – the overwhelming chances are he sits out London, has the bye week, maybe comes back for the, for the Saints. Saints. Yes, yes, that's it's not. So even like Anthony Miller seemed to shed a little light on it. You know, Anthony Miller, he kind of compared it to the shoulder dislocation he dealt with last year. You You're know? saying Miller did? Anthony Miller did. Yeah, yes, he yes. So you won't have. He says he's going to take a lot of rehab. He's going to have to keep that thing tight. He maybe plays with the brace. I don't know if that's exactly what you want for your quarterback, but. Right. Just in terms of getting through it and playing with through it, Miller made it seem completely possible that Trubisky can do it. Yeah, I mean, you think about the things a wide receiver has to do with the line of scrimmage, and Miller Miller never missed a game, right? Or no, he, he missed he missed one. He missed one. The Buccaneers route. That's right. That's right. Um, 
But, like, he needs to use his hands at the line of scrimmage, and he really couldn't, and he was still playing. Like, Mitch, it's just, it's not a throwing shoulder. I yeah. mean, so for him, you'd think it'd be only be a problem um, when he's running and he gets hit or something. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it'd be that big of a deal. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, real quick before we get out of here. The NFC North is pretty good. And I know I kind of haven't been given the Lions much of a chance. <laughs> and I kind of... I, they're my hot garbage pick of the year before the season. Yeah. Um, they played the Chiefs pretty tough today. Now, I have to go back and watch that game closer to really understand how that all played out. But I was impressed with at least what I saw in the score. They end up losing. Yeah. But they they seem like they're certainly tough. Um. You know, I, I think the Packers, we both predicted that the Eagles were going to take care of them on, on Thursday night, but I still think they're a good team. They have a good defense. Uh, in my column this week, I ranked the Vikings 1, Bears 2, Packers 3, then the Lions. You know what, man? Right now, it's like 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D. It's a great division, and I think it's going to stay that way for most of the year. I'm trying to look. I, I thought I saw on Twitter that the the Chiefs had like a hundred yard. Uh, what do you call it? Where's the? Uh, I can't find a. What do you call it? Fast these days, a good box score, like hundred yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. Did I see that right? Did oh, I, did they? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find it. Um, look, Patrick Mahomes looked looked human. He made some uh, great plays down the the line here. Hold on, I gotta find this. I, I gotta find this. So. Um, here it is. Oh, I'll go to the. Might as well just go to the athletics website. <laughs> yeah, you got it on there. There we go. There we go. Oh. Scoring plays. Carry on Johnson rushed up the middle for no gain. Tackled by Xavier Williams. Carry on Johnson fumbled. Bashad Breland recovered fumble. Returned it for a hundred yard touchdown for the Chiefs. Oh, okay. So it did happen. Um, and the the Lions were up, I think, for the final minute. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes and that offense did what do what they did. But um, I think it was um, Dave Burkett, or, or the, the writer for the Detroit Free Press, or, or someone else from Detroit, tweeted that the Lions actually outplayed them for most of the game. And then the Chiefs, you know, good teams find a way to win sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, look at the Patriots today. Yeah, Tom Brady, speaking of hot garbage, played like hot garbage today. <laughs> Against the Buffalo Bills, but they the good teams find when a way Matt to win. Barkley was in there in the fourth quarter. Resurrected. Otherwise, they probably would have lost. Resurrected, resurrected, still playing uh, somehow, somehow, still playing. So again, it goes back to the Bears' point. Good teams find a way to win despite the hand they're dealt. Man, well, the Bears are going to have to do it again next week because you look at the schedule and you got to beat the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders got a win today. Um, impressive win, actually. At the Colts. Yep. Did not see that one coming. So uh, they had the London right now. As we record this, I think they're in their flight to to London landing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're partying 30,000 feet in the air. Oh, well, they got more time to adjust. Yes, they do. Uh, the Bears will not be leaving until Thursday night, getting there Friday. So these two teams going with different strategies uh, as they get ready to play on Sunday in a game I'm sure the Bears are already favored in and should win, whether it's Chase Daniel or Mitch Trubisky under center. And we will break it down for you this week. The uh, Athletic episode will be Tuesday. Yeah, and you can subscribe yeah. still. The Athletic uh, dot com, uh, I think backslash slash Hogan slash Johns. Hogan Johns. Yes, it's still, still there. there. Yeah, forty percent, forty percent off. Yes, it's a good deal. Literally, it's only it's it's like buying someone a beer a month. That's it. 
Yeah, especially at that there. price. Yes, yes. Get yeah. in. Um, okay. Yeah, you get in there. It's it's there for you. And uh, you get again, you get a lot more in the podcast. You get all of Adam Johns's great coverage and Kevin Fishbane's great coverage and oh by the way, all the other coverage on every other sports team in the world. <laughs> yes. That's so true. seems like a good deal to me. Um, but obviously I'm biased on this one. All right. Uh, we got to get out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H O G E, at Adam Johns, J A H N S. That's probably the uh, best spot to uh, stay tuned for news on Roquan Smith and whatever else might come out here on that story, and as well as Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Matt Nagy will be speaking at House Hall on Monday around noon, so uh, we'll probably have some updates there on Twitter as well there. Uh, read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. The Athletic, again, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. I don't have my soundboard, but ding, ding, you can get it there. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and again, ding, uh, rate and review. Tell your friends. It's going to be a fun week. As we head to London. London, baby. London, baby. We're going to do it, and uh, we'll have all the great coverage for you right here on the Hogan Johns Podcast. Talk to you later in the week. See ya. What else? Go ahead. I'm listening.